All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Unbiased Football Talk. I'm here with you on Black Monday, and we'll get into that a little more and why that's why today's nickname Black Monday. But I'm here with someone who's a little happy at the moment. Mike, what's happening, my man? Well, you know the other reason why they're calling it Black Monday is because you know the Raiders just pulled off their fourth well, victory in a row. I'm not gonna. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and and it you know they they pulled off their fourth victory in a row, got into the playoffs, and it's a victory Monday, so we can call that a Black Monday too. Silver and Black Monday. Why not? Yeah, this game. You know, I'm going into this game like there's no way, there's no way, there's no way they're gonna tie this game. Uh, Brandon Staley, Rick Bisaccia. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, none of them want to tie. No, you don't want to let your, you know, your division rival into the playoffs, and you know Pittsburgh Steelers fans are over there freaking sweating their butts off. And I turned the game off, like I told you pre-show, and I, and I, uh, then I got a notification that it was going into overtime. I'm like, are you, are you kidding? Like, there's, <laughs> there's no way, there's no way this actually. Is going to go to overtime. And, and for those who don't know what we're talking about, if if the game would have ended in a tie, the Chargers and the Raiders would have both made the playoffs. If the Raiders or the Chargers won, the Pittsburgh Steelers would have gotten in the playoffs, and that's what happened. The Raiders obviously kicked a, uh, what, a 30-something-yard field goal with Daniel Carlson, who the Vikings dropped. Boo-hoo. But, <laughs> but I know Mike's happy today, so Mike, go on, man. So I'm going to start off from the beginning of the day. It was such a draining day yesterday. I started off watching the Jaguars and Colts. You know, there was some uh, there was some playoff uh, stipulation going on with the Raiders that if the Colts lost to the Jags and the Ravens beat the Steelers, the, the Raiders would have been automatically in the playoffs. It wouldn't have mattered what happened Sunday night. So I was closely watching two games. Uh, the Jaguars took care of business and did what uh, I, I didn't think was going to happen. So I was pretty much on a high off of that. And all I needed was the Baltimore Ravens to take care of the Steelers. And, well, the Ravens, they couldn't finish off the game. And it, it, it started at the beginning of the game, at the beginning of the day, how, like, how how just draining that day was. And and then we, we get up to Sunday night football and then the Raiders, you know, they 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 take the lead. They give up a ten point lead, and then they go as up as high as fifteen. And then they give up a fifteen point lead to go in overtime. And then it looked like a tie. It was just a draining day, man. Um, but you know what? Thank you, Brandon Staley, head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. And you know, I want I do want to speak on um, what kind of coach that he he's. He, he's one of those coaches that is really big with the analytics and everybody likes an analytics guy in this in, in today's football but you know what my, my saying is you live and you die by the analytics and you know what it's it, it's funny because at the beginning of the season we were talking about him as coach of the year we we wanted to crown him early and you know we looked at their uh their roster from top to bottom and we we're like the chargers they got enough to to compete for a Super Bowl, and everybody was picking him as early Super Bowl favorites. Justin Herbert was the early MVP favorite, and I mean, yeah, 
Justin Herbert played like a dog. He was getting pressured all game, but he stood up in the pocket and still threw lasers down the field and answered on fourth down and really counted. And he did his thing. But Brandon Staley couldn't get out of his own way. And, you know, it's 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 just sad to see that, you know, somebody with the analytics, the analytics guy, you know, he lived and died by those same analytics that got him to a coach of the year candidate at the beginning of the year. Those same tactics and that same coaching style got him knocked out of the playoffs. So that's just a perfect example of you live and you die by the analytics. So I'll admit, I was one of them. I was one of the Staley believers. Yeah. You know? But there were some there were some things yesterday and I was like, hmm. Mm. I'm I'm so 50-50 with the whole analytics thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's times where I'm like, why the hell did you not just go for that? Right. And then there's times like last night, I'm like, why the hell did you go for that? Yeah. <laughs> But, but so, keep going, man. Yeah, so so what you're talking about is that that uh, fourth and two they went for on the on their own 18 yard line and they didn't get it and the the Raiders ended up luckily ended up getting uh getting just a field goal out of it, but you know Brandon Staley was constantly putting the defense in tough situations, and you know they they kicked the field goal out of those points they they turned the that uh, I would say turnover on downs in the three points. And they turn around and lost by three points. So, you know, and then and then the timeout at the end of the game, um, where, where both teams were kind of at a stalemate regarding like, oh, are you calling a timeout? Am I calling a timeout? The Raiders were kind of in field goal range, but not really. I mean, we uh, Daniel Carlson has a big boot, but 57-yard field goal is not an automatic field goal. And if you, if you want to be extra conservative, you just down the ball so you don't risk – uh, getting it blocked and return for a touchdown at the end of the game, and so, um, and 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 Staley couldn't hold his water with uh, holding the timeout. He called the timeout, and the Raiders adjusted to the type of defense they wanted to bring out, and the rest is history. So, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of on both sides of the fence as far as that timeout he called. You know, it was. It was probably in hindsight a bad in hindsight definitely a bad timeout. But you know, if it's for the sake of getting your right defense out there and, and trying to prevent the run or prevent whatever the Raiders are trying to do, then it only it's only a good move if it works, right? So in this case it didn't work. And uh I would hope for Brandon Staley for him to keep his job next year. He needs somebody next to him who is not an analytics guy, who's a, a X's and O's football guy to tell him, hey, we're not going to do this here. Analytics only gets you so far. It's it's football. It's man versus man at the end of the day. And, you know, you you got to go with the traditionalists in those kind of situations, because if you looked at analytics, uh, the Raiders aren't supposed to win this game. They weren't supposed to win the last four games. So, you know, that's. I just hope that he he this is a learning experience for him and he he keeps his job uh, beyond next season. Yeah, I agree with you, but we're we're gonna, we're gonna get into some 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 coaching stuff, man. But but so you're happy right now? Oh yeah, man. You know I'm I'm excited, <laughs> man. I wow. I, I told you a few weeks ago. Uh, I think we did one of the episodes right before Christmas. I was like, hey, we got a 5%, 4% chance to make the playoffs, keep the hope alive. And we we did the impossible. We're, we're, we're in the number five seed, which is ridiculous to me to really think about. 
And we got a, to me, a winnable game against Cincinnati on Saturday. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's definitely winnable. I think it's closer than a lot of people think. Um, like I told you pre-show, I, I love Joe Burrow. He's smooth. He's calm. You know, he's, he's, he's cocky when he needs to, but you know, he, he's just, he's just that dude. Like he's that franchise guy that you want your, your, uh, your, your, your team to have for the next foreseeable future. I would love, I mean, I'd kill to have Joe Burrow as the Vikings quarterback. I would love it. However, you got to lose a lot of games to get a guy like Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's true. And fortunately, and apparently my Vikings never lose enough. But um, what else? Do you got anything else to say about your Raiders before we move on? Yeah, so uh, as far as uh, the head coaching goes, I mean, this kind of leads on to what we were talking about. Rich Basaccia, I mean, he's our interim coach right now. He's the first interim head coach to get a team to the playoffs since 1961. This is this is that unreal. That my mind. It's unreal, right? And and you know this this props to him and his leadership. I mean, the team could easily fold it after the whole John Gruden fiasco, and uh, they they didn't. And and you know Mike Mayock came out and said that he was uh, like a leader among men and. You know, when we when the Raiders did go on that four game losing streak or three game losing streak, I was kind of iffy about the whole thing, and I thought Rich Basaccia was in over his head. But he's gotten that team into the playoffs, and if he, you know, at the end of the season, um, I think he's still under evaluation. Now, if they if they get if they win a game and uh, get deep into the playoffs, the Raiders got to really consider keeping Rich Basaccia as head head coach at least for a year, kind of a prove it deal. And see what's what you know what's going on with him. I, I don't really like the offensive coordinator, but I, I do like Rich Basaccia. And I would like to see one more year to see what he can do with the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, why not? The team responds to him. He made it to the playoffs. Um, at least one year. You know, I, it's one less <laughs> one less team I gotta worry about taking one of the guys I want the Vikings to hire. <laughs> Right, right, and you know the coaching carousel. There's, there's always there's gonna be a there's gonna be a whole rotation, of new guys coming in, a whole new candidate coming in next year, and new faces, and and the hot guy for the season. Like so, I mean the Raiders aren't necessarily in a hurry to kind of I, I don't know rebuild, especially in Derek Carr's case. I mean he's 30 years old and he's been in the same offensive system for four years, so. You know, consistency wins in in the NFL too. So, I mean, it only helps the Raiders to kind of stick with what they have at this point. They're in the playoffs. No, I agree. I agree. Unfortunately, I can't relate. My boys didn't make it. They did not make the playoffs. Um, they had a hell of a send off though. Not in the first half. The first half of the game against the Chicago Bears, it was Zimmer doing his old tricks and being all. You know, conservative, but then it's like in the in the locker room at halftime, somebody was like, "Dude, what are we doing? We're like, this is the last game of the year." And Kirk oh, yeah. Cousin came out slinging that ball. That's right. Three three touchdowns over 200 yards in the second half. My boy JJ went off, 17 yards away from breaking Randy Moss's uh, franchise record for most receiving yards in a season. And I don't want even want to hear it. Blah blah blah. Asterisk because seventeen yard, seventeen game season. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Um, it's a record. But um, instead, Mike Zimmer decided to do something conservative. 
and kneel the ball. Did not give Justin Jefferson his 17, 17 yards. But that's okay, because guess what? Guess what news we woke up to this morning? <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings fired not only head coach Mike Zimmer, but general manager Rick Spielman. And I will say Rick Spielman was kind of a surprise. However, he's been with the team for 16 years. It was time to move on. He's he's missed a lot in the draft. Um, recent hit misses such as Jeff Gladney, who's probably going to be in prison soon. Laquan Treadwell, who is like the number four guy for for Trevor Lawrence in, in Jacksonville right now. Yep. I mean, he he's missed a lot, but he has hit. You know, he, he drafted Justin Jefferson. You know, he also drafted Christian Ponder. You know, Eesh. it was just time. It, it was time to move on uh, from Mike Zimmer era. And there's actually a lot of things that I've been seeing internally that were a little more messed up than than we all knew. Okay, because wow. there's 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 a lot of people like me out there. A lot of people like me who who just wanted Zimmer gone. Okay. Uh, I'll just read this one one thing from Brian O'Neill, our the right the starting right tackle for the Minnesota Vikings, um, was asked basically what does new leadership look like to you, and Brian O'Neill was quoted saying, "It can be as little as hey how are you doing in the hallway. Wow, little, little personal things here or there can make a huge difference for a young guy. So." I'm not saying that it's all uh, Mike Zimmer, but there is definitely something there. And to me personally, you just saw it all year. The moment Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and all these guys said they weren't going to get the vaccine, which I'm not going to state my opinion on the vaccine, but at the end of the day, you're hurting your team, I guess, is the way that, that Mike Zimmer saw it. And by the time that Kirk Cousins did get affected by the COVID shot, we were pretty much out of the playoffs anyway. So I just thought it'd be the whole season, there just seemed to be some kind of disconnect with the players and Zimmer. So it was time. It was time. I got my wish. There's a lot of people who wanted to keep Zimmer because, oh, he's, oh, he, um, we've been successful under Zimmer. We had one fluke year with Case Keenum and, yeah. and, and ended in a freaking miracle play to Stefan Diggs, who's the greatest play I've ever seen in my life for the Vikings. Yeah. But but other than that, he was out coached in the NFC championship that same year. And then three losing seasons, they haven't made the playoffs since then. And then you want to say, oh, we were so good under Sam Bradford. We went five and oh. We started the season off five and oh of Sam Bradford, ended eight and eight. Do not get me stuck like, oh, they won the division in 2015. Okay. You win the division every time Rodgers gets hurt or something happens. Right. <laughs> it's like we need to – the Vikings are now in a position to where it's not a rebuild. Don't tell me it's a rebuild. No. It's not no. a rebuild. You you, you are not re- – even if you keep Kirk Cousins next year, even if you keep Kirk Cousins, you are you have an offense that has Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith will be back. The old line's looking better. De- defensively, you got to bring some people in, maybe shoot some people out. Um but I don't know. What do you think? What do you, you got anything to say about Zimmer? Yeah. So you, you, you're talking about rebuild and how it's not a rebuild. So there, there's two different rebuilds to me, how I see it. There's a rebuild of personnel, which takes a longer time than a rebuild of like a morale uh, team philosophy. That only takes one season. So this is going to, this is a rebuild in a sense to where it's, uh, it's going to be a, 
team philosophy, team morale, rebuild. You guys got the pieces personnel-wise to compete. All you guys need is that coach to put that all together in a GM or, or just the front office to kind of gel everything together. And and it's, I mean, you, you said it earlier that, you know, you wouldn't surprise, be surprised if the Vikings won the division next year, minus whatever happens to Aaron Rodgers. And I can right. see that. And um, it to me, Zimmer didn't seem like the, and it has been proven, he's not the player coach. And you don't need to be buddy-buddy with him, but, I mean, you need – it's a man-to-man sport. This is not an authoritarian deal where I tell you what to do, you know, like at the college, some college and, and in the high school level where I tell you what to do and you run it. This is a partnership, especially right. in the NFL. You, you need to be – you need to be on the same page with your with your leader of of the pack, basically, and and as that coach, as that leader, you also have to uh, be open to suggestion and open to conversation when it comes to you know play calling and different things like that. You need to be able to go to the leaders of your team and be like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about running this? What do you think about you know this move or that move? And it 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 it, uh, it makes a big difference um, morale wise and 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 how the team will sell out for you down the line. So, and you've seen it with the Vikings, especially in games where it got close. It it just seemed like they didn't want to go the extra mile because you know screw Zimmer. We don't want him to look good. You know this you know on our backs because he's going to get the credit for this. So, right. um, Vikings will be back. They're going to be back next year. They got the pieces. They got a great offensive line. Well, they have a good offensive line. They have a good, they have a, a great running back. They have, I would say, arguably one of the best wide receiver cores in the league. Kirk Cousins is good, good enough. He can get it. He can get the job done. Fix the defense a little bit, get some corners in there, and boom, back in the playoff race. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm expecting a, I'm expecting a splash when it comes to hiring a new general manager and, and head coach and uh, defensive coordinator and things like that. Cause they're all, I mean, the defensive coordinator is Mike Zimmer's son, Adam Zimmer. And right. he's, he's going to be gone with daddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sp- speaking of daddy and son, Clint Kubiak, he's gone. He's not going to be the, the, the offensive coordinator next year. Um, I, as far as who they're going to bring in my, my guess right off the top of my head, Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator yep. and and Eric Bieniemy uh as head coach. I thought Doug Peterson for a while, but he's going to he, he's going to be interviewing for the next team we're going to be talking about. I just saw um but we'll see. I don't think the Vikings, you know, we'll see what happens. But let's talk about another another head coach that was fired. Shock, not not surprisingly, yep. uh, Matt Matt Nagy of Chicago Bears and Ryan Pace the general manager both both out in Chicago, or out of Chicago, I should say. And yep. you know, I'm watching the Vikings Bears game yesterday, and Gus Gus Johnson and Akeem Talib kept saying, "Oh, the players just love to play for Matt Nagy." It's like, how could you love a, to play for a, for a guy that is so bad? Like, I was, you know, I didn't really give a damn who won the game yesterday, the Vikings or the Bears. I, I don't care. But some of the play calling was just atrocious. It's fourth and inches, fourth and goal on like the two inch line, third and goal on the two inch line. You drop back and pass. 
Incomplete wow. pass. Fourth and goal on the inch line. You drop back and pass and sacked. I'm just like, what are you doing? David Montgomery shaking his head on the sideline. Right. I'm like, you think David Montgomery's like, yeah, coach, what a great play call. Right. I love you. I, I love <laughs> playing for you. Hell no. Man. You know, Nagy's gone. Ryan Pace is gone. Um, rumor has it that they are going to interview Doug Peterson, the former head coach, Super Bowl head coach, Doug Peterson from the Eagles. What do you got on the Bears, man? So, yeah, first off, I, I think it was a complete disservice for Gus Johnson to be covering that game. He should be covering a higher-profile game. I love me some Gus Johnson. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Same here, man. Same Actually, here. Akeem Tlaib, they're both. I thought they were both fantastic. Right, yeah, they're, they're great. Like, I've uh, they covered uh, – I forget a game. I think it was Minnesota and uh, the Cardinals when they were covering yes, that game. Yes, covered that game, yeah. And that was just great commentary. And, you, yeah, it's just a disservice. But as far as the um, – as far as the Bears go, um, yeah, Matt Nagy, we we've been we've <laughs> we've been after his head since like week two, seems like. <laughs> yeah. You know, so of last year. <laughs> right, of last year, right? We were like, hey, if he lose to Detroit, he's done. We've been saying that all season. I know. And uh fire him at halftime. <laughs> right, fire him at halftime, this and that. And uh, I guess they were like, Yeah, you can ride this out and uh finish the season, but you're done after this, so um, yeah, and Matt Nagy probably is going to – he's probably better off a coordinator, you know, and there's a reason why coaches uh, – head coaches uh, are head coaches, and there's a reason why coordinators are coordinators. He's not a head coach, and right. he, he'll probably land somewhere um, as a as an offensive coordinator and, and do his thing again and be successful. But – um, as far as as far as that head coaching vacancy, they really need to bring in somebody who is gonna uh, bring in uh, uh, Justin Fields and 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 cater to him because this is this is you know the the moves that the Bears have made. Um, Justin Fields is the the franchise guy. That's what they that's that's what it seems like to me that the Bears are saying that Justin Fields is the franchise guy. So. First thing they need to do is get a GM in there, um, bring bring a bring another receiver for him, change and then and then get a you know get a good offensive coordinator to to that that's in his strengths and then get a player's coach and that's why I'm big on getting Jim Harbaugh in there is because he's proven as a player's coach and um, you know it, it, you you have to cater to 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 your franchise guy that's just that's that's first off and. Um, I hope they do right by him because, you know, the, the, the bears have, have been, uh, they've been not doing the defense a favor for years at this point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Khalil Mack is on the back end of his contract and he's on the back There's end of his contract. a lot of guys prime. gone from right. the team. They showed the, they showed the little chart of who's gone next year. Yeah. It's, a, it's ridiculous. Right. And it's, it's a shame because they had such a great defense for years and they did nothing with it. So they might be – it's going to take them a couple years for him to rebound. Um, it's not going to be a one-year deal. If they Whoever they pick, they got to be patient. And they got to do it for Justin Fields. They got to build around Justin Fields. Well, I, you know, I hope they're right about Justin Fields. I like the kid. I just don't personally see it. Ohio State. I mean, I don't blame you. It's, it's Ohio State. He's Ohio I mean, State quarterback. 
is 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 anyone giving me a reason like i will say he's had one half one good half of football and that was the second half of the steelers game yeah that was good that's where he showed some potential but the rest of the year it's like he's a turnover machine throwing picks fumbling the ball making bad throws and oh he's a rookie yeah well so was justin herbert last year yeah so was joe burrow yeah so was mac jones it's true so in, in in today's in today's game you're almost expected to plug and play as a quarterback even to a certain extent you don't have to you have to be at the very least serviceable and, and make plays when it counts. And I mean, it's still up for debate whether he's that guy that could do that. I mean, I, I don't blame you for having doubts. Um, one thing that he can rest on is that, well, hey, I, I had a quarter, uh, I had a, uh, a head coach that uh, he was lame duck and, you know, he wasn't making the best play calls for me. So at least he has one more year to prove it. Yeah, like you said, bring in another receiver because Darnell Mooney is legit. Uh, I would say Allen Robinson's probably gone, so we'll we'll see what happens there. But um, last episode, man, I I, I made a prediction. Yeah. I said Brian Flores would be out, and you looked at me like I was nuts. Yeah, yeah. Now, I also thought to myself like that was kind of nuts. Why would why would they do that? He's won 19 games. He's had two back back-to-back winning seasons. Why would they fire Brian Flores? Well, guess what happened this morning? Sheesh. The Miami Dolphins fired Brian Flores. So, hey, I would not mind some Brian Flores in Minnesota. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't get it. I don't get it either. And, you know, it it, it goes to show you the direction or just uh, the, the, the culture of the Miami Dolphins right now. I mean, that the, the, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, this is his sixth head coach since he's owned the Dolphins and it's it just I don't know what direction the Dolphins are going it, it seemed like they were on their way up uh, they had three first round picks and that really didn't turn into much I mean they got some solid pieces but um, I don't know there's still some stuff missing too you know and um, I, I think it's leadership I think it's leadership up, up at top there's too much turmoil and, and, and inconsistency and um it's it is and it's a Tua problem too. There's people people don't want to talk about. Uh, Tua he played decent, but um, I don't know. Is he that franchise quarterback? He kind of he's he's kind of in the same. No man. No, he's not. And and um, he's in the same field as a as a as a Baker Mayfield to me. You know, like you're gonna be stuck in the middle with this guy. You know, you're, he's good enough to to win some games, but is he good enough to get you to the playoffs? Is he good enough to win games in the playoffs? I don't think so. And um, it, it's just a shame what they did with uh, Brian Flores. I thought he was good enough to get them past a certain level. Um, if they gave him another year and another draft and maybe some free agency, but they didn't. They didn't. And I thought they. I thought they pressed the button too fast on letting him go. Um, like I said, he was the first Dolphins head coach in 20 years to have winning seasons back to back. Like it's crazy, it's crazy. Like mm-hmm. it, what, so, in saying that, like, what are you looking for? You know, what, what, what kind of what kind of leader are you looking for? If if this guy isn't good enough, I, you know, I think that Brian Flores will land a job as a head coach somewhere. I do too. Um, I yeah. do too. And I think, and it might be, it might be Minnesota. Yeah, I can see that. And I mean, yeah. I don't know. 
<clears throat> could be could be your Raiders. Who knows? Yeah, I was just about to say that. I wouldn't mind having a defensive-minded head coach for the Raiders to 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 build on what the the front four is doing um, with the Raiders right now. You build that and um, you know add your philosophy to that. And man, you you got you got a good squad right there. Like you got something to build on. And I don't know what the Dolphins are doing, man. They're 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 uh, their organization seems like a mess to me because now they're back to where they were before before Tua. To me, I mean, where where are they going to go? Where are they going to go with this? Unless they make some splash head coaching uh, pick, unless they have some guy in mind already, like some where, guy where's from college or something? I, like who? Right. What do they think? I don't know. I... It's it's confusing to me. I, I thought that that was just premature, and that's why when you said it, I was just like. I don't know. Like why? Why? You know, it just—it was a gut feeling. Now I will say, I called for his job back in week six or something when they went to London and lost to to uh, Urban Meyer in the, in the Jaguars. But right since then, they've lost one game. Yeah, they they won eight of their last nine to finish the season. And man, what, with, what else can you ask for with a quarterback know? carousel and a running back by committee? Because I don't know who the number one running back is in that team. They didn't have one. It was Miles Gaskin and some John something Johnson. Is it Duke Johnson? Yeah, I, and he I don't got. Even know. They picked him up. They picked him up midseason. Like right, he was with like, he was with some other team before that. I mean, Jalen Waddle's a great receiver. Devontae Parker's fine. Mike Jacecki. Yeah. Mike Jacecki's a good uh, a good tight end. But yeah, I I really think you're right. I think this was premature. I think one more year, another draft, because I I don't I know you probably won't admit this, Flores, but I guarantee he didn't want to trade up and trade everything away for Tua. Right. For a guy coming off a bad hips injury, um, and I don't think he did. And I think uh, well, he probably wanted to draft a defensive guy, probably, because that's Brian Brian Flores is. But yeah. I definitely agree. I think that that was premature, and I that that so far this is the most shocking move, of right? The, of the quote unquote off season, right? Now the the shocking move that didn't happen was Joe Judge. Mm-mm. I I thought that he was I thought he was gone. I thought how that is was, he that still it. employed and Brian Flores is on the street? Right, crazy. Right, I, unbelievable. I, I, you know what? Honestly, I I would have saw that the Dolphins. Let go of Brian Flores, and then I would immediately let Joe Judge walk, and then I'd have been, you know, the first thing smoking to his house, right? To Brian Flores's house. If I were the Giants, it doesn't make any sense that he's still a head coach. He was well overqualified, underqualified to be a head coach in the first place. Absolutely. Same with uh, old boy in Houston. Right. Uh, whatever his name is, I can't even think of his damn name right now. But when they hired him, I was like. Who? <laughs> yeah, it's Who? it's just <laughs> unreal, man. Who did I see? I saw something circling on 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 Google or Twitter or something that that somebody was gonna hire or was gonna look to hire Bill O'Brien. Yeah, the Jaguars. Jaguars. The Jaguars. I was like, dude, <laughs> Jaguars ownership. Do what not hire Bill O'Brien. Do not. Hi- oh, he's the offensive coordinator at Alabama in the national championship. I don't give a damn. Yeah, he's already had his shot, man. That's a Urban, wrap. Urban, Urban Meyer was pretty good in college too. Right. Yeah, that's the, that's the con family, man. <laughs> the con they Dude. got all this money. They're worried about AEW right now, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh 
So yeah, Joe Judge and and whatever his name is in, in Houston, I'm I'm su- I'm surprised still have a job. But Brian Flores is sending out resumes right now. But what about Frank Reich? Oh, that's a that's an unpopular opinion. Do you? I mean, they kind of folded at the end of the last two games. Um, I think you got to give him another season, man. I think you got to give him another season. They need a quarterback. Carson Wentz isn't the guy. Um, but at the same time, he has that contract. And they, they gave up some assets to they the did. Eagles. They did. So they it, did. it's tough, man. You, you kind of have to roll with what you got at that situation. You know, like we, I give him, I'd give him one more year. I mean, they got, they got the, they got the team. They got the offensive line. That, that running game is no joke. The defense is great. Like, on paper, minus quarterback, they look like a Super Bowl caliber team. And Carson Wentz couldn't get it done against the Jaguars and when it really when it was really needed. So I would give Frank Wright uh Frank Reich uh, another uh another another year, another free agency shot, another shot of the draft in the second, third round, see who he can pick up. Um I draft a quarterback in the second round. Yeah, I mean, um, I wouldn't. Honestly, the only two quarterbacks I'm touching in this draft are Matt Corral and Kenny Pickett, and Matt Corral's yeah. even starting to. I'm starting to question that. Well, yeah, he got hurt in the, he in got the bowl hurt game. And, uh, I don't know. I Frank Frank to me, yeah, sure, fine, give him another year, fine, that's fine. But Carson Wentz ain't the dude. All you had to do was beat Jacksonville. Yeah. All you had yeah. to do was beat Jacksonville, and you got demolished. Yeah, I mean, it was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. The Quan Treadwell scoring on you, man. Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you. I don't know. I that just that, and people will say, "Oh, you know, don't say all you had to do." It's the NFL. <laughs> all you had to do was beat the freaking the worst team in the league. That has back-to-back first-round picks and has had, like, dude, all you had to do was beat the Jaguars. Yeah, and on top of that, they had no benefit in winning the game. Right. Which is even worse. You know, they lose the game. I mean, as far as they know, they they win this game and then uh, the the Lions lose. Then they lose the number one spot in the draft. There was no incentive at all to win that game. And that's what makes it even worse that the Colts – lost that game is because the Jaguars virtually had nothing to play for. Mm-hmm. They could have easily folded, you know? So, and, and no head coach. You know, their coach got fired midseason. Like, it, who's out there coaching? Is it Daryl Bevel? Bevel, yeah. Bevel's there out there. So, it's it, it's just embarrassing, man. I think uh, the Colts, they, they do need to give uh, <clears throat> they need to give Reich another one, uh, another another year, but you know, if if they don't make the playoffs again, then he's it's time for him to go because that 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 uh that roster is too good for them not to be in the playoffs right now. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, James would be over here agreeing with you because he's a he's a big a big Colts believer, right? Yeah. Along along with his precious Eagles, he was right about the Eagles, man. I I have to say that he was right about the Eagles to an extent. To an extent, I mean they got in because the Vikings tanked. Yeah, that's true. I mean that's they're true. okay. I mean, 
Who they play in the first round? I don't even remember. They they got the Bucks in the first round, so okay, it's gonna be bye. a one first round. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, experts were saying that the Eagles were gonna be last in that division. So. Well, he called them to win the division. Uh, I, you know, second second place in the division made sense to me because mm-hmm. well, I knew I felt like Washington and and New York were just terrible, but I, I Dallas's rosters pretty good um unfortunately for dallas their head coach is a dummy but um but i don't yeah. know man so so who do you think who are your top three i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna ask you like say who's gonna go where but who are your top three coaching candidates top three pl- coaches so top three coaching candidates i like uh brian dable is that his late uh from yeah. uh, the, the bills the bills offensive coordinator yeah i like dable from the bills as my number uh, as my number three, number two, um, I'm gonna go Jim Harbaugh, and then I'm gonna go number one, Eric Bieniemy. Okay, you know. So I, those are my three Brian, right now. I did not expect you to say Brian Dable. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he, a couple months ago I probably would have said the same thing, but I felt like he's kind of dissipated or disappeared in the in the talk. Yeah, especially oh well, shit, especially now that. Brian Flores is in the talk, <clears throat> right? And and you know it, it's it's the, the three spot is either Dable or uh, or um, uh, Leftwich. Okay, uh, Byron Leftwich. Le- yeah, Leftwich is is one of the guys that he intrigues me. He intrigues me, but you know it's something about him that um how how much is he benefiting off of Arians and 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 Tom Brady being there with all those weapons, you know? It, it's it's kind of it's almost like the, the 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 Belichick thing, you know how like any Belichick assistant they go they they leave the they leave the nest and they become a head coach and then they stink up the joint. Isn't and then that exactly they up, what happened to Matt Nagy? Exactly. With with from Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, and I mean you could say the same thing for uh, Eric Bieniemy. I mean you could argue, make that argument and say it's the same exact thing, but you you know. Uh, before this year and uh we didn't really hear about leftwich you know right. leftwich was kind of a um it was a cool it'd be a cool story it'd be one of those like really obscure like reaching kind of hires and now he's one of the favorites like um i don't know I, I think maybe a little premature to 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 make him a coaching head coaching candidate i don't know too much about him you know so um it would be a cool pick i think it's a cool a cool hire, you know, a, a nice young head coach to come in and, and change the, uh, the personality, the makeup of a team. That that that's a cool pick. But is, is he somebody that um, is the next, you know, uh, elite coach in the league? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I I see what you're saying. For me, my top three. Uh, probably got to be Doug Peterson, Eric Bieniemy, and Brian Flores. You know, oh I, yeah, Kellen Kellen Moore intrigues me too. I'd love to see Kellen Moore go to Minnesota, develop Kellen Mond, and run a wild offense with Thielen and and, and JJ and Irv Smith Jr. and Dalvin Cook. Um, but I, I to me number one, Eric Bieniemy and 
to come back to Minnesota. He was the Minnesota Vikings running back coach. And a lot of Vikings fans say, no, 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 he ruined it. The 12 man on the field call in 09. I'm like, yeah. man, uh, that's 12 years ago. He's won a Super Bowl since then. He's he's he got he's a, he's the offensive coordinator of arguably the best offense in the league for the past three or four years. Yeah. Okay. Come in, let him come in, and you know him and Doug Peterson and and uh, Brian Flores, man. But personally, I don't want the Vikings to hire Brian Flores. I yeah, it's not, I know I said I'd love to take him, but. In retrospect, I, I want to move away from a defensive-minded coach. We've had two in a row with Mike Zimmer and Leslie Frazier. Right. And it's time. But, yeah, those are my three. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, uh, I, it's so crazy that, to me, that that Brian Flores is out of a job to this day. I forgot I forgot that when you told me the name of the top three, I, I left him out of the list. You know, and, and as soon as he said his name, I was like, yeah, that's right. He did just get fired by the Dolphins. Um, yeah, I would probably, if I had to retract, yeah, i put him at number three. Because three is interchangeable to me, to be honest. Yeah, um, it is. And um, <clears throat> you, you could put one of those three in there, Dable, um, Flores, or or uh, Leftwich. One of those three you can put it in that number three slot. And... Um, you can make an argument for Bienemy uh, number one not being the guy either, because I mean, let's be honest, it's the same thing as Matt Nagy. He was he's under he's under a uh, he's under uh, uh, Andy Reid, and how much how much of Andy Reid is being rubbed off on him? Is he making the play calling? Is uh, um, why hasn't he been uh, called up to be a coach yet? You know, that's another question. Because it yeah. didn't work with Josh McDaniels or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. From from the Belichick experiment, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's, I agree with you. It's it's scary, but you never know. Yeah, people, you know, people hire all these young head coaches to say they're so great, but I, you know, I don't believe in Matt Lafleur. No, no. He's got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's got to do it on his own for me to believe. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback, you know, talent wise. Probably ever, talent-wise. Yeah, uh, and then and and then you got and then you got the the Kellen Moore situation. I don't say as a coaching opening. I don't think I think he's the next Cowboys head coach. I think you know maybe maybe they do fire McCarthy and, and hire within. I think and that's what I'm saying. Like I I think that he's he's the next Cowboys head coach. I think the Cowboys. Um, I mean, you even said it yourself. They don't play good teams very well. They don't. They don't look good. And they got the 49ers. The 49ers is nothing to, to joke about. They got a running game. Everybody runs at them, at you. You know, they they got even Debo Samuel getting a piece. So um, if the Cowboys can't stop the run against the 49ers, man, um, and they have another underperforming, underachieving year, uh, McCarthy's going to be gone. And that's for sure. Like, he, he's going to be gone and next man up. And the next man is going to be Kellen Moore. I, I see that happening sooner or later. So it's just only a matter of time, in my opinion. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping to hear some news uh, news pretty quick. But that's all the time we got for today. Uh, next episode, we're going to cover some some playoff football. Definitely going to cover the Raiders versus Bengals. That's going to be a fun one. But yes. before we head out of here, Mike, you got anything? Just win, baby. It doesn't matter how it looks. Just win. That's all I got.
Last thing I got, hey, Vikings, you got some more firing to do. There, <laughs> there's a few more names that I want to hear. I want to see it. That's uh, right. But that's that's all we got for Mike. I'm in, and we will catch you all later this week. <laughs>